0: Hi there, James Wedmore here. I'm host of the Mind Your Business podcast and founder of the Rapid Growth System for online experts looking to scale their business, Business by Design. And if you don't know me, I've actually been running an online business for the past 15 years now, and I primarily do that with digital products. And I don't think I need to tell you that digital products are hands down the most profitable and fulfilling business model that exists online. Think about it, what else allows you to take your genius, your wisdom, your expertise, and package it in a way that you build it once and continue to get it into the hands of thousands. Reach people all over the world and start getting paid to make a difference. That's what I've done, and chances are, if you're listening to this, that's what you wanna be doing as well. But let's face it, it's hard. Is super overwhelming. And everyone seems to be teaching that one thing. Like you have to be doing this to be successful, or this is the answer to get more customers, or this is the platform or tool you need to be on in order to reach more people. But the problem is, business is not whittled down to just one thing. And until you take a holistic approach to running your business, chances are you'll be missing more than one thing. And that's where I come in. This June, I am hosting the first of three live training workshops called The Rise of the Digital CEO. In this training, you're going to walk through and see behind the curtain of my eight-figure digital product-based business so you can see the exact five gears that run my entire business. Whether you're just starting out or you're struggling to sell your course or you're ready to scale it and take to the next level, you're going to see what today's most successful digital CEOs are doing differently to attract more clients and customers and sell more of their digital products. To step into the role that your business needs, head on over to businessbydesign.net forward slash rise
1: evaluate your own goals. If you feel really called to get your CPA license and you really want to be able to offer tax or audit services or just have that credibility factor and have those letters after your name, that is a valid reason for getting it. And if not, if you've decided you don't want it and you're happy with what you have and you like the simplicity of the bookkeeping business and it's successful the way it is, then that is Valid also. Only you can decide. Hey, and welcome to the Ambitious Bookkeeper Podcast. I'm Serena Shoup. I am a CPA and mom of three, and I'm running a virtual bookkeeping business mostly from my home. You're in the right place if you're a bookkeeper, accountant, or an accounting student, and you know that your purpose is bigger than sitting in a cubicle. If you're ready to learn some actionable tips and strategies to help you start and grow a bookkeeping or accounting business, I hope you stick around. Welcome back to the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. This episode is basically a QA. and I've gotten a lot of questions on Instagram about pursuing a CPA license. Should people do it? Should I not do it? Some people are torn. Some people want to be validated in the decision that they've made. So I wanted to answer those questions, talk about whether or not you should actually pursue your CPA and whether I think it's worth it. So (laughs) I want to preface this episode with the sound quality is not great. (laughs) I apologize. I recorded this whole entire episode with the wrong microphone. I didn't realize I didn't have my fancy schmancy Shure mic chosen on my recording device. And so you're going to hear a little bit of a computer fan in the background and a little bit of echo. And I apologize. I just... This whole episode was off the cuff. I can't just re record it. <laughs> so, we'll be back next week with better audio quality. But without further ado, please enjoy this episode um, about pursuing your CPA license. So, I actually put out a call for questions on my Instagram to answer people's specific questions that they had around getting a CPA license. But the idea for this episode was actually sparked quite a while back. I got a message from someone that said they had a random CPA question and she asked, how long have you had your CPA? And did you have to work under someone to obtain the license? And then do you keep up with the CPE credits every year? I've considered getting mine, but ugh, (laughs) I just don't know if it's worth it. I'm pretty happy with the bookkeeping world and don't know if I want the stress of offering CPA services as well. So I wanna give you a little bit of background. This person who messaged me has a bookkeeping business. It is very successful. I think she has around 30 clients. So clearly she's doing something right. (laughs) She probably doesn't need her CPA license, But when I answered her, I basically was just like, and and this is what I'm going to tell you too. It really depends on what your goals are and what you desire. If you have always wanted to get your CPA license, it's a goal that you've had in your mind and you've always wanted to pursue it and you haven't yet. And you're wondering if now is the right time. Only you can answer that. (laughs) Only you can decide if it's a goal worth pursuing. Now, because of the requirements of getting a CPA, it might be more difficult for some. So part of her question was, how long have you had your CPA and did you have to work under someone to obtain the license? So the first part of that question, how long have I had my CPA license? It's been about 10 years. I think I got actually a little less than 10 years. I got fully licensed in 2013. The journey for me, (laughs) which I'll get into because some of the questions that came in were around this. It took me the full 18 months to get my CPA license. So if you're listening to this episode, I want to backtrack a little bit. If you have never even thought about getting your CPA license, you don't know the first thing about the requirements, I want you to pause this episode and go to thiswaytocpa.org, I think it is, um, or the AICPA website, there's, there's lots of resources or your state board of accountancy. So that's probably the best place to start is to go to your specific state where you are located, where you are working and living, (laughs) go to that state's board of accountancy website. It's usually like, for instance, California is the California board of accountancy or the Arizona state board of accountancy. Sometimes it'll say state in there. If, If you just Google it, you'll find it. On the State Board of Accountancy website, there will be a section on there on getting licensed as a CPA, and it will have a checklist for you of all the requirements. So each state is a little bit different on its requirements, but for the most part, it's pretty much the same. You have to have an accounting degree or, or a degree with a certain amount of accounting credits to be able to even sit for the exam. So if you don't have either a bachelor's degree or an accounting degree, you're not eligible yet. So that's the first thing that you have to do. And then the other thing was part of this question also was, did you have to work under someone to obtain a license? Yes, you have to practice or work under a practicing CPA to get your CPA license. Now, this doesn't have to happen until after you've taken your CPA exams. So that's usually the the order is you get your bachelor's You apply to sit for the exam, and there's a bunch of requirements for that. Once you sit for the exam, then you have to work on passing it. So we'll get into that in a minute, too. And then you have to have a year or two under a CPA. That does not mean you have to work at a CPA firm. I got most of my, well, I got half of my hours in corporate working in the accounting department of a manufacturing company because my supervisor was a licensed CPA. So there's multiple options and avenues that you can go for getting that experience, but you generally have to work under a CPA. There are some options like if you've been, if you've owned your bookkeeping practice or been providing tax or bookkeeping services or accounting services for like 10 or 15 years, some States have a way that you can actually just get the experience requirement from that. So always just look at your States, Um, board of accountancy website for that information. So yes, I worked under a CPA at a small tax firm, like a three, literally a three person tax firm. (laughs) I worked under a CPA there and I worked under a CPA in corporate, like I said, at a manufacturing company. The next part of her question was, do you keep up with the CPE credits every year? Yes, you are required in most states to fulfill 40 hours per year of CPE credits. And there's lots of options for CPE these days, especially online. And it's way more affordable than it used to be when you had to actually go to conferences. So yes, you can do most of it online. You can do it in person if you want. There's lots of options. And most states require you to have 80 hours every two years. And generally, they want you to have... Uh, 40 hours one year and 40 hours the next. And that's another thing. It just depends on your state requirements. So you also have to be really good at following instructions (laughs) and doing some research, which is another skill that comes in handy when you are a CPA and they test you on your research skills. So she has considered getting her CPA, but she just doesn't know if it's worth it. So I'm gonna go back to if it's been a goal of yours and you've always wanted to get your CPA license, even if you don't feel like it will be worth it, if it's something that you wanna do, and if you are gonna look back on it in 10 to 15 years and think, man, I really wish I had just done it, then you should probably just do it. And that's kind of how I treat every desire and goal. If you think that you, in three or four years, you're gonna look back and wish that you had just done it, or that you already had completed whatever it was, then that's probably a sign that you should just go for it. It's gonna be hard. (laughs) It's definitely hard. And like I said, it took me the full 18 months to pass every section. An 18 month window, once you pass your first exam, you have to finish all the rest of the three within 18 months. And there's a whole like schedule of when these tests are offered. and and all that, which you'll learn when you start researching becoming a CPA, there's a lot that goes into it. And so I'm pretty sure I got my last final test score a day before my first test score expired. (laughs) It was really cutting it close. So back to, is it worth it? Only you can really decide that. I will say, um, I'll get into the rest of the questions I had in a minute, but I will say has it been valuable in running my bookkeeping business? 100%. Have I probably gotten clients pretty easily because I have a CPA? Probably. I would say because I have a CPA license, I'm held to ethical standards, and I, it's, it's known if you have an active CPA license that you have to fulfill CPE credits and requirements, which means you have to stay up on top of the industry and, and the accounting rules and all of that. And like I said, you have to fulfill ethical requirements. You have to take four hours of ethics every two years. And um, if you do anything shady, you can have your license taken away. I mean, I get finger—you get fingerprinted when you get your CPA license, so it's like it's—it's it's kind of a big deal. So generally, the public understands that a CPA license is held to in high regards, they know it's hard to get kind of like the bar exam in in law. Um, so I would assume that that has probably helped me get clients because there's already that built in trust. Um, are there t- horrible CPAs out there? Absolutely. <laughs> would I recommend any business just trust any CPA? Hail, no, <laughs> no way. um, Just a little side note, a CPA from where I grew up in, uh, the town I grew up in was a very highly regarded CPA, local CPA, and he's in prison now (laughs) for defrauding a bunch of people out of millions of dollars. So no, not every CPA is created equal, just like not every bookkeeper is created equal, not anyone in any industry. If you don't have personal ethics, it doesn't matter if you're required to take ethics courses. <laughs> so um, back to, is it worth it? Like I said, only you can decide for me. It was one of those things that I wanted to do after I got my accounting degree. I spent a year working to make sure that's what I actually wanted. Working at a CPA firm, even though it was a small one, it definitely swayed me toward getting my CPA because I knew that that was going to be the way that I progress in my career. Once I left the CPA firm and went into industry, it was the same thing. You, you cannot, in most bigger corporations, you cannot surpass the staff accountant role unless you have your CPA license. Even as a staff accountant, they want you actively pursuing your CPA, which means you're studying and you're taking tests for it. You're qualified to take the exam. You have the requirements met to sit for the exam and they want to see you actively pursuing it. I would not have gotten to where I was in my career without my CPA license. So for me, yes, I absolutely it was it was worth it to get to where I was in my career and to learn all the things that I was able to learn by climbing that ladder in my career. Uh, but for you, and for someone who already has a successful bookkeeping business, has lots of clients that already trust you, you understand accounting. You know when to refer things to someone with more expertise. And heck, maybe you just want a more simple business and life, which is honestly why I have a bookkeeping firm and not a CPA firm, which is, I'm going to get into the last part of her question, is offering CPA services. Um, I decided even though I am a CPA, I have an active license in the state of Arizona and an inactive license in the state of California, I don't do any... CPA services, so CPA services include, uh, compilation, which is basically compiling financial statements and, um, not necessarily certifying them because you you can't, you don't really certify compilation reports, but basically like stamping them that these are prepared by a CPA compilation review services, which is like a downgraded audit and then audit, um, services. So anything, test attestation services is, is what it's called. I don't offer any of those. I don't offer tax either, but you don't have to be a CPA to offer tax. You can be an ERO, which is an electronic return organization, I think, with the IRS and have a P, PTIN and um, an EFIN. As a CPA, you can get those things without going through other tests. Um, Should all CPAs prepare taxes? No. (laughs) Should all CPAs perform audit services? No. (laughs) I actually don't have any audit background. I've been through lots of audits in my corporate career, so I know what it entails. All of my work has been audited throughout my whole entire career, but I've not actually performed audit. So I am not actually qualified to perform audit services for clients. So right off the bat, basically the only service I am qualified to do as a CPA for my clients is compilation. (laughs) Um, But that again, it's my personal ethics, like overriding there because technically I can, I have the license to do so, but I choose not to because I don't feel like I am qualified. So You still have to practice personal um, judgment on things like that. So, uh, yeah, her question was, I'm pretty happy with the bookkeeping world and don't know if I want the stress of offering CPA services as well. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't want the stress of having to deal with signing tax returns and audit reports. Like I said, I don't feel qualified for either of those. I don't enjoy tax. I surely don't think I would enjoy audit. (laughs) I love helping small businesses. So hopefully this kind of helps you if you're kind of in that same situation where you think you might wanna get your CPA license. Just because you get it though, doesn't mean you have to offer CPA services. So like I said, that's where I'm at. Even though I have my CPA license, I used it to further my career in corporate Um, But I'm not necessarily using my CPA designation right now. I would say right now, it just is a credibility factor for me. So that question, I think I've pretty much answered everything about it. So if you are listening to this and you remember sending me that message back in, I don't know, um, July or sometime this summer, um, I hope that helped you Um, with your decision. And like I said, if it's something you want to pursue just to say, Hey, I have my CPA license. I accomplished this thing. And you're going to look back and think if you don't do it, you're going to regret it. Then you should just do it. But like I said, it is intense. It's hard. (laughs) Most, I don't know about most. I, I can't, I don't have actual statistics. Maybe I should have pulled those up before I recorded this episode, but I think back when I was taking it, it had like a 50% pass rate. So uh, that can that just gives you a little bit of an idea of how difficult it is. And I've talked to people, I've talked to someone, multiple people actually, who have a law degree and have sat for the bar exam and also sat for the CPA exam. And they said the CPA exam was harder. <laughs> so uh, take take that and do with, with it what you will. Um, But let me jump into some other questions I got on Instagram. So one of them said, make me feel better about my decision not to get my CPA. So hopefully, I don't know if this is going to sway you either way. Really, it's only you can decide. If you really don't want to get it, and you have other things going for you in your career, you're happy, you are helping clients, then I hope you are steadfast in your own decision. the other, another question I got was, "Do I need a CPA if I don't plan on doing tax?" And um, I will kind of reiterate what I said about the CPA services. You'll need a CPA if you want to do compilation, audit, or review, um, other than taxes. But we'll be back after a quick break. This episode of the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast is sponsored by my brand new free training, The Ultimate Guide to Creating a Profitable Bookkeeping Business. In just one hour, you will learn three keys to creating and launching a profitable bookkeeping business. We will map out your path to creating a bookkeeping or accounting business that keeps you in control of your time, priorities, and expertise from someone who built a six figure firm on part time hours. That's right. You can stay in control of your time, keep family as your priority and serve your clients well. It just takes a little strategy up front and I'm going to help you with that during this free training. So head over to the show notes to sign up now for the next training and find out how you can choose the work you do, kick imposter syndrome to the curb, use tech to be super efficient, which all leads to a profitable business. Just head on over to ambitiousbookkeeper.com/training. And I will see you there if you're not in corporate and you're running if you're not in corporate and you're running your own bookkeeping business and you're not going to offer tax services, you know you don't need your CPA license. Um, another question I got was, did you find any particular work experience helped? and I'm assuming this question was around um, sitting and passing my exams. Yes, I worked all through college and I would say having the work experience while I was going to college to get my accounting degree was super helpful because I was able to apply what I was learning in the real world and apply what I had been doing in the real world to my accounting courses. And then furthermore, I was working in the real world, I was working in a CPA firm as I was studying for my first couple sections or my first section, I think I was studying for audit, was the first one I took. And uh, audit was really easy for me to pass because I had actually been through audits in the real world. So I could look through, like look back on my experience of, oh, this was a procedure that the auditor was doing on the stuff you know cash receipts or whatever or the or the bank account and I just have like a different level of knowledge coming from it from the other side not necessarily performing the audit procedures but having gone through them and witnessing them per se so that helped a lot going through audits um, being able to apply what I was studying for in the audit section Um, and then On the other side, when I started in corporate as a staff accountant working in a manufacturing company, uh, learning stuff about IT and all the stuff that is on the rest of the sections and financial accounting, the FAR section. um, Again, I was doing stuff in corporate that was applicable to what I was studying uh, on the exams. And so that was really helpful. So I would say Having work experience actually helped a ton. will caveat that I failed two sections and had to retake them. Uh, I think it was BEC and the, uh, reg section. So business environment concepts and regulation, those two sections I had to take twice. But the two sections I didn't have to retake were the audit section and the financial accounting and reporting section, which for some people, those two are the hardest. Uh, And I feel like I probably had a leg up because I had some corporate experience that applied to that. Um, One of the other questions I got was, if I have already a bookkeeping and advisory practice, should I get a CPA? And this is kind of similar to this other bookkeeper that had uh, messaged me wondering if she should get one, even though she has a successful bookkeeping um, business. So I'm gonna say the same thing to you. If you already have a bookkeeping and advisory practice, you're getting clients easily, your clients trust you, you're actually delivering on what you say you're gonna do and you have connections in the space to get the help that you need or refer people to them if you need additional expertise, then you don't need a CPA. Um, something that might be more advantageous for you is getting your um, management accounting certification through the AICPA. Um, another question I got was, did you pass on the first try? And I think I, <laughs> I already answered this. I passed audit on my first try and I passed FAR, financial accounting and, Re- and reporting on my first try. Um, I did not pass regulation, which is the tax and law section and or BEC on the first try. Uh, those took two tries and I I passed the last one barely in time for my you know right before my first test expired. Um, and the last question I have here is which services do you actually need one to provide? Actually I think I already answered that. So you don't need a CPA license to provide tax services. Um, You can provide tax by just doing a certification uh, through uh, your state or doing, you know, getting your enrolled agent certification. And tax attorneys can um, practice tax. Uh, You do need a CPA license if you're going to provide any attestation services. Those are all the questions I have about the CPA license. I hope that this was helpful helpful for you again I just want to recap (laughs) I probably said this like 50 times already but ask yourself is getting my CPA license a goal I've had on my wish list for some time is it something that I'm going to look back and regret not doing for some reason if that's the case then I say go for it um I will recommend I think someone had asked me some recommendations on study material. I kind of did a hodgepodge of things. I uh, was on a very low budget when I was (laughs) sitting for my CPA exams, and so I tried different things. Um, I ended up settling on the Ninja CPA review study guide, flashcards, and whatever other resources he had at the time. and using the Wiley Test Bank for multiple-choice test questions Um, and just practicing and practicing and practicing (laughs) until I was, like, blue in the face. Um, And I followed his methodology for studying. I studied about 20 hours a week. Um, I would get up an hour early before you Know my before my kid woke up for school and study in the morning, and then I would study on my hour lunch break at work, and then I would study again in the evening after she went to bed, and then I would study for several hours on the weekends. It was intense. I did not have a social life, but I didn't really have one, anyways, because I was a mom. <laughs> um, and yeah, only you can decide if something like that is worth it. Um, it takes grit and perseverance for sure. And it doesn't come easy to everybody. I mean, I have met a couple people who barely had to study and they passed, but I think that's the exception and not the rule. Um, So just evaluate your own goals. If you feel really called to to get your CPA license and you really want to be able to offer tax or audit services, um, or just have that, credibility factor and have those letters after your name, that is a valid a valid reason for getting it. Um, and if you're if not, if you've decided you don't want it and you're happy with what you have and you like the simplicity of the bookkeeping business and it's successful the way it is, then that is valid also. Only you can decide. So I hope this episode was helpful. Like I said, I will drop a couple links in the show notes of some of the resources I recommended. Check out your state's board of accountancy website for any information on your specific state requirements, because they're all slightly different, even though the exam is the same exam at every, in every state, the state's requirements for licensing and for sitting for the exam may be a little bit different. Um, I would love if you rate and review this show. It's, it's super helpful. It's going to help other people find it more easily. And uh, share, take a screenshot, share this on Instagram and tag me. I'm at Ambitious Bookkeeper. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>
0: Ambitious.